Hi, and welcome to Bad Axe Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Blinka, and this is our co-host. Hi, I'm Aaron. All right, now the case I have for us today is a sort of same story, different day situation. Now, this is another one of the cases that I found by accident. Yeah, you find a lot of those. Yeah, I was looking for a different case, and this is the one that I found. Yeah. Okay, so however, I really got attached to this story, so I really want to talk about Jennifer Rothwell today. Let's do it. Now, this case reminds me of a lot of other really prominent cases, such as the Lacey Peterson case or the Shanann Watts case that happened very recently. However, it's not as well covered as those murders, so I don't think our listeners listeners will have heard about this one. Well, then it's good that we're going to share the story with them. Awesome. So today we're in St. Louis County, Missouri in 2019. It's November and the holiday season is rapidly approaching. Just like it is now. Yes, just like it is now. All right, we were waiting for Thanksgiving. We're getting excited for Christmas. Everything is looking cheerful. Now, 28-year-old Jennifer Rothwell is living out the American dream, or at least it looks that way from the outside. Now, Jennifer and her husband of four years named Bo, who was also 28, had recently purchased a new home in an upscale city that borders St. Louis. Now, Jennifer was busy decorating their home, which is on a lovely suburban street called North Winds Drive. And I looked it up because, of course, I did. One of the articles had the block of the street where they lived. Um, So I was able to kind of take a peek and looks like an upper middle class single family neighborhood with these little houses and cute manicured yards where like kids can play. Yeah. Absolutely. That sounds very quaint, doesn't it? Yeah. So they just bought this house, getting ready for the holidays. And I have to say, both Jennifer and Bo graduated with degrees in chemical engineering in 2013 before marrying in 2015. And they would also both attained jobs as chemical engineers. So they were succeeding on all fronts. And Jennifer was even up for a promotion. It sounds like they had a good thing going. Yeah, like basically everything is unfolding perfectly. It's like all the things that people say you're going to have, you know, like the futures that you look forward to, where you like go to college and you get a good job, you find someone to marry, you get married, you buy the house, you get the promotion, like literally every single thing is just falling into place here. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds picture perfect. Yes. Now, according to friends, Jennifer and Bo had a happy, quote unquote, perfect marriage. They seemed like a perfect match made in heaven and they rarely fought. Or at least people didn't see them fight. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. Because a lot of times things that are happening behind closed doors, we can't always see them. And whether or not they were actually fighting or not. This is not a match made in heaven that's like a perfect marriage. They wouldn't be on this podcast if it was probably. No, they would not. Now, her friends and family described Jennifer as outgoing, funny, and assertive. Her mom said that she would always speak up if she had something to say. She was kind-hearted and even helped raise funds for a nonprofit called Young Friends Organization, which helps families in need. And just days before her disappearance, she and her husband had attended a fundraiser for an early childhood center. Well, that's really nice. Yeah, literally she's doing all of the good things. (laughs) Yeah, she sounds like a very charitable person. I know, right? Now, life at this point was unfolding like a storybook for Jennifer, so it's no surprise that she was about to start the logical next chapter. Because you see, Jennifer was six weeks pregnant. Oh, wow. Yes. And in nine days, she would turn 29. Uh But unfortunately, she'd never reached that birthday. Oh, man, that's really sad. Yeah. And sadly, Jennifer couldn't celebrate her good baby news because Bo wasn't exactly thrilled about starting a family with her and didn't react well. 
That's not a good sign. No, because you see, Bo was having an affair. Of course he was. Of course he was. Like, I don't know how many of these cases, they're always having a freaking affair. Yeah. It seems like, like a very common thing. I'm also confused as to how your wife gets pregnant. Like, when you're having an affair, like, are you not paying attention to that? You would think so, because, like, if you didn't want to have a baby with your wife, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, like, what happened, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, I don't, under- I really just don't get it. Like, they're both 28, they're adults, they've been to college. I just don't know how he would not know that he was getting his wife pregnant. Yeah, you would think so. Like, I'm would- just saying. Yeah, sex ed, right? I mean... I mean, they made it all the way through a whole engineering degree. Yeah, maybe they didn't cover sex ed in St. Louis. Now, it's unclear how Jennifer knew that Bo was upset. Maybe he told her, or maybe she could just tell by how he reacted. None of the reports exactly explain how she knew for sure. But whatever made her doubt his desire for the baby, one thing is sure. And that's that shortly before the day of her disappearance, Jennifer made an ominous search on her cell phone. Okay. She searched for the phrase, quote, what to do if your husband is upset you are pregnant, unquote. That is not a good Google search to have to make. No. And I have to say, like, I just don't understand this concept of that he's so upset that his wife, his wife is pregnant, the person he's married to for four years, that she feels compelled to, like, Google this. Like, she's trying to get, like, a... A helpful hints for having to talk to your husband who who is like basically being a dick about this yeah that's not a good that's just a bad situation all around i'm also just like not sure how this segues into oh no now i have to get rid of my wife like so many of these guys have this reaction and i'm like just get divorced like it's not a hard thing I just don't, I mean, even if she's pregnant and now you have to be like a single dad, I don't understand how like the option is the murder part. Yeah, murder is definitely a much worse option than divorce. I mean, not that I'm, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, it for sure is. Like there's, I don't get that. Like it's weird to me when people are just like, oh no, like this person's, this relationship is just not working for me. What can I do? I know, a whole murder. Like, really? I mean, I get divorcing's not easy, but is murder easy? I know, right? Like, As we will see in this case, no, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's go ahead and kick off our story. It's Tuesday, November 12th, and Jennifer's co-workers called Bo to tell him that Jennifer never showed up for work that day. And these are, like, the most wonderful co-workers that ever existed in the world because they actually went to go try to look for Jennifer and they had found her car abandoned on the side of the road. Okay, I don't know if I've ever had co-workers that love me enough to go hunt my car down, but I feel like that has to tell you how much she meant to people in her life that, like, they actually went to go look for her when she didn't come to work. Yeah, for real, like, that's... That's a, that's a hot, big level of dedication for sure. Yeah, so I feel like that's amazing. Okay, so they find this car and they call the husband. And so Bo eventually reported Jennifer missing at 9.44 p.m. that night. Now, he wow. claimed that he last had seen her at 6.20 a.m. that morning when she left for work. But as we know, she never showed up at work. Right. Now, weirdly, Bo had four missed calls from Jennifer that came in right after she supposedly left for work. Suspicious. Now, I want to float out here that I think that he made the calls for himself as a sort of alibi 
Because as we will find out right now, her car was only about like 1.2 to 1.5 miles away from the house. Mm -hmm. So definitely like close enough to where he probably could have dropped, like dropped off the car, abandoned himself, and then like walked back to his house. And like if he left his cell phone at the house, that's like the only one smart thing that he did. There's like two smart things that he did. And from the perspective of like the murderer. From getting away with murder perspective. Yeah, from yeah. the getting away with murder perspective, which is a bad perspective, but nevertheless. Sure, yeah. There's like two smart things that he does. And one of them is leaving his cell phone at home possibly because then that way it would ping there. Right. I don't know how that works exactly since it's so close. Yeah, but it makes sense that you like yeah. take it with you. They're gonna track you there, right? And the reason yeah. why I say that he's, I think he's trying to make an alibi for himself is that he leaves the phone in her car when it's abandoned, and the police believe that she's already dead. Spoilers at this point. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's why I say that. Okay, now police had also located Jennifer's car twelve hours before the actual report of her disappearance came in, and at first they just noticed it during like normal patrols on the side of the road in this area of Olive Boulevard that was very close to her home. Okay, and they tagged it as like an abandoned vehicle to to just let everyone know, like, yeah, we see this; it's abandoned. I'm assuming you have to pay, like, a fine or something yeah. if they tag it. Sure. I don't know how that works, but that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I believe that's what they do when you tag the vehicles. Sure. Okay. Now, chillingly, police, again, found Jennifer's cell phone in the car. And I just want to say that that's always a huge red flag. I don't know why people don't assume it's a red flag when people's phones are found. If you ever find my phone anywhere... Something has for sure happened to me. Like, yeah. I'm probably dead. Sure. Like, in this day and age, people don't go anywhere without their no. phones. And this is 2019. So, this is yeah. a year ago. But still, it's the same. Yes. My phone and I are inseparable. We are best friends. I'm not ashamed of this. I will not apologize for my relationship with my phone. I love my phone. You should. I mean, like, And I would never leave it anywhere. Absolutely. It's your lifeline. So, yeah. definitely, if you see my phone somewhere, someone come find me. I have been kidnapped or murdered. Okay, now, Bo told the police that he and Jennifer spent the night of November 11th, this is the night before she's reported missing, hmm. together watching cooking shows. Huh, cooking shows, huh? Yeah, so that's my reaction. I was like, really? You were watching cooking shows? Yeah, like which one, right? Exactly, and if I were the police officers, I would 100% be like, all right, what did you learn to make then, bud? What did they make and how do they make it? Tell me now. Prove that you watch these cooking shows. Right. Absolutely. For reals. Like, I'd be like, awesome. Let me just get a... I want you to tell me what all was on there. Like, let's go into the kitchen and make this Yeah, I need you to me. describe this food to a sketch artist because I need to know for sure <laughs> that you watched this show. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. where's there juice coming out of it? Right. I, I'm picturing, like, like a, a sketch artist having to, like, sketch out a mm-hmm. meal and being like, what exactly. is my life right now? What is my life? No, I mean, I think that would be awesome to sketch out a meal. Like, as a, as a sometimes artist person, like, drawing food is fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It probably is, but at the same time, like, if your job is doing sketch artists of criminals, I feel like you'd yeah, have, a, like, a, this... that surreal moment when you're being asked to draw, like, food, right? These scones are very suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. These scones are already suspicious. <laughs> All right. So, while they looked for Jennifer, police asked Bo to let them search the couple's home, phones, and his vehicle. They also asked him for his DNA. Now, what do you think he said? This man who's just reported his wife missing and well, should want to find her. Most people would say yes, but since you've asked the question, I feel like the answer is no. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, Wandering spirits to demons. 
over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Of course he said no. And I get the DNA. I'm totally with him on the DNA, maybe. I mean, I think there's a lot of mystery around, like, DNA and what they're using it for. And surely there'd be DNA for him all over her anyway because they're married. I mean, she literally is having his baby. So, like, I'm not so much worried about refusing to do the DNA. Yeah. But the searches, no. Yeah, that's a red flag. No, that's a whole parade of red flags. And I mean, if you went missing, like for real, like you, Aaron, went missing, I'd already be tearing everything up looking for you anyway. Like I would be looking for clues all over the place. Like did he leave a note somewhere? Like that Ray Rivera case on Unsolved Mysteries that everyone's obsessed with. Right. Like he has that creepy note or whatever that's on his computer. Like that's the kind of shit I'd be looking for. Like I'd be like, did he leave a note somewhere? Does he have a picture? Like is there like a cryptogram somewhere? Like is there like something he writing numbers on the mirror like i need to get into this shit yeah like you'd have like a whole board diagramming out like all of the evidence and trying different theories and i'd be calling the forensics people up myself they'd be like girl calm down we have other cases and i'd be like (laughs) you need to come over here like i don't know all his computer stuff like i need you to get in here now yeah you'd be like what do you mean you have other cases this is the only case that yeah like (laughs) there's some data in there for sure like i can't i don't know how to hack his shit like i need you to come up here with your hack skills and get in this computer right like he is being suspicious and i have to say like after you find out some information about what's inside the house you'll understand why he won't let them in there but i'm just saying he's being suspicious as hell yeah he is and also like he had the whole damn day to clean up that murder okay i'm not gonna get on that right now i'm just saying (laughs) we'll come back to like we'll come back to that getting ahead of ourselves okay so he also like while he's refusing the searches he also immediately asked for a lawyer whenever they asked the to the searches into the dna Okay. Well, I mean, asking for a lawyer seems like a good idea. Except for, like, his wife is missing, and he's just like, they're like, all right, can we do these basic things that we do when someone goes missing? And he's like, no, and I want a lawyer. Yeah, that, that yeah. is a red flag. He basically yeah. just comes out of the gate as a suspect. Like, he's not even trying to be like, I'm sad. Like, this is this is a tragedy that has occurred to me. He's just like, lawyer time. And they're like, okay, um, yeah. I guess we're going to just really, really look hard at you now. Yeah. Like, like, they show up, and he's like, hi, I'm a suspect. I know, yeah. for real. It's like, he just made himself the suspect initially. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're going to look at him regardless. But at least, like, try to be, like, sad. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and not obviously guilty. Yeah. Okay, so at first, the police can't get in to search the house because they, they he said no. So we have to apply for this warrant. And I can imagine... In my mind, like, you know how I'm all dramatic. I'm, like, sitting here picturing these poor detectives, like, worrying and stressing out what he's doing in there. Like, obviously, he's had this chance to, like, clip the crime scene. And I know me, myself, I'd be imagining, like, a full cleaning crew's in there somehow. He got a contractor to come in the back there ripping up carpet. In my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, he done got couches delivered. Everything's going to be new once we get in there. Like, I just know he's got this murder covered up. This is awful. He going to get rid of all the carpets. Yeah, it's like in Pulp Fiction where, like, the cleaner guy comes and, like, and he just, like, yes, takes care of everything. Yes, that's what I would be, like, that's right. seriously, as the detective, even though, even if I were, like, sitting outside the house like a weirdo, just, like, stalking this guy, I'd still be, like, I know he's in there somehow. He's, like, got someone crawled in through the window. They're cleaning the whole house. I'm totally like, fucked. a trap door that the guy came up out yeah, of. Yeah, he just crawled yeah. up out the, out the ground just, like, to <laughs> clean the house somehow. Yeah. That's what I'm, like, picturing if I'm the cop. Just I'm just going to say that. I just know I'm that crazy. I would be picturing that 
Like, just the detective is, like, anxious as hell. Like, I gotta get this warrant. Okay, so, however, I have to point out, though, that they did not have to ask permission to search the trash can. And everyone fucking knows this. I'm conv- Everyone should know this. It's like Crime 101. This is the first day of crime. Okay, so, lucky for police, Bo did not know this. So, his dumbass, I'm calling him that, I'm standing by this, carted a trash can out to the curb on November 13th, which is the day after he reported her missing and is trying to keep the police out of his house. Right. So his idiot ass, I'm, this is my favorite part of the story. I wanted to just say this. I cannot control myself making fun of him in my head. He asks for a lawyer and tries to keep the police out and then literally just hands them the evidence in the trash can. He put the evidence in the trash can? He put evidence in the trash can. Why though? Okay, so I have to... <laughs> I have to say, um, so they found evidence that he's a complete moron and does not watch any crime shows because (laughs) here's what he puts in there. Police found the cleaning supplies, rubber gloves, and paper towels that he had been using to clean up the crime scene. Oh, Jesus. And also, they found a receipt for these items in the trash can with the cleaning items. And they were purchased on November 11th, which is the day before he reported Jennifer missing. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Jesus. Like, why doesn't he just put a signed confession in the trash, too? I know, for reals. I was like, how are you, how are you seriously going to be like, no cops, you can't come in here. And then literally put the evidence in the, like, what do you do? And like, they can just take it. Like, they don't even have to ask you. Like, they're literally just waiting for you to put the trash out. They're just, like, hanging out being like, he won't do it. I know he won't do it. He's not that stupid. And then they just watch him walk out to the curb. Like, seriously, is he bringing a fucking trash can out here? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Even the cops got to be like, no, man. Like, no. Like, like, you're making this way too easy. We were going to get that warrant. Like, I don't... (laughs) Right. You know, they're like, we spent all the time filling out the paperwork for this warrant and then we just don't even need it. You know, for real. It's like, that's just time wasted. I mean, they still need the warrant, but like, at least try to hide the, I mean, he could have walked the trash somewhere else or try, I mean, I'm just saying, like, maybe try to go to a McDonald's and throw it out. I don't know. Like, just maybe not this, though. Like, Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, I feel like instead of watching cooking shows, they should have been watching crime shows. For real. Maybe, (laughs) Matt, I do believe that he was watching the cooking shows now because only Mm. that person would not know that. You can't put your shit in the trash can. Like, yeah. I want him to get caught. I'm just saying, like, make them work for it a little bit, at least. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not. I'm just, I should not be rooting for the murderer. No, I'm but, just I saying mean, that we, he's being a complete moron. Oh, he is, right? And we talk about this a lot on the show, you know, about how, like, at least make it, you know, at least try to make an effort to not get caught to make the story interesting, you know? Like, it's, obviously, we're yeah. not rooting for the criminals, but you want to at least have an interesting story. Exactly. Right? Also, it just makes it feel like the criminal thinks we're all fucking morons. Like, yeah. they're just going to fucking have the the evidence. Like, they could just put it in the trash can and no, people will be like, oh, no, where did it go? It disappeared. What do we do? Like, no, there's fucking, it's the trash. Yeah, exactly. It also reminded me, because there are the receipts in there, which we're going to talk about that receipt in a second. It reminded me of that case you watched where that girl left the receipt for her crime items with the body. Dude, Like, yes. where she just dumped the body and then left the receipt for her crime dumping stuff. At, with the body, it's like, girl, yeah. you. How crazy was that? I think like, she it used a credit card yeah, too. Like, like they, they traced it directly Shit. to her. That I know they found her in like one second. They were like, oh, oh no, I don't know if we can use this to find her. And then like one second later, they were like, oh, there she is. Yeah, like no. seriously, right. what a fucking moron. Anyway, so with this receipt, they are able to learn some very suspicious stuff. So first of all, they're able to find out that Bo went to get the cleaning items in the middle of a crazy ass snowstorm when it was super dangerous to be outside. <laughs> That's so, not suspicious. Yeah, at all. so that was a red flag for them. And then they were also able to get surveillance footage of him buying the supplies, just in case there was any doubt. 
Right. Because he did, this was the only other smart thing that he did. He did use a, a gift card in cash so that they couldn't trace it back to his credit card. And, and then he just, like, nullified all that by putting that in the fucking trash can. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird that he has, like, two or three, like, good getting away with crime ideas that he has. So yeah, like, like he's he had, like, thought two about solid it. plans, and that was it. Right, yeah, like, he's thought about it a little like, bit. I'm going to call my cell phone that I left at home so it pings off the tower, and I'm going to use a gift card to buy my crime supplies. But then I'm going to put the receipt right out here for the cost to find. And also, he it ruins his alibi because he was at the store. So they also know he lied about that shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's getting all the basics wrong, you know? Yeah, and like, being serious, if you went to the store on like the night that your wife was killed or disappeared, and they had surveillance footage, that would actually be a good alibi if you weren't buying murder supplies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, so that's happening. Okay. So this, so the police quickly obtained warrants, obviously, to search the couple's homes, phone, and then email accounts, and also Facebook, and then the husband's SUV, because at this point, he looks crazy suspicious. And they made it into the house on November 13th, which is just a day after Bo reported Jennifer missing, and the same day as the whole trash nonsense. Oh, wow. All right. Now, fortunately for the police, the house still contained all the evidence they needed to build a case. Now, at this point, he had, like, what, two days to dispose of this shit? Or at least a day, a whole day. Yeah. He did a terrible job cleaning. Like, so bad, y'all. Okay, so here's what we got here. Um, We have, when they get into the house, the police found signs of violence, quote-unquote, according to them. Okay. And now, I'm not 100% sure what silent signs of violence mean, so I'm imagining things like turned over furniture, damaged walls, maybe, broken items, perhaps just, like, a really big mess. Yeah. But they also smelled bleach and other cleaning products. Oh, jeez. Like, all over the house. Like, a stench of, like, bleach. Also, you cannot combine bleach with, like, certain other cleaners, like ammonia. So, I'm sitting here thinking, like, he's lucky he didn't accidentally kill himself, too, with these with these chemicals. Right. All right, because he sounds like he was just, like, pouring everything on everything. Yeah. So, if you, if you accidentally die... Tr- trying to clean up a murder does that make it a murder suicide i don't i think it makes it a murder accidental death yeah. it makes for an excellent podcast episode if that has happened <laughs> please send us links to that story because i want to read that shit yeah i also want to say they found two bottles of bleach still in the house and i'm like why do you have more than one bottle of bleach like be serious like mm-hmm. one bottle of bleach lasts for like ever because you if you're using that that much bleach you're doing something wrong if you're not mur- cleaning up a murder yeah like, exactly <laughs> other than murder <laughs> only excuse for having if you have a cleaning company are murders those are the only excuses for having more than one bottle of bleach at a time pretty much just more yeah. suspicious evidence and super in the house. suspicious yeah. okay so most concerning police spotted a large red stain at the bottom of the basement stairs. Oh my god, you're and kidding. I'm not kidding. Huge ass red stain. And the stain, although it's visible, was wet with cleaning products. Oh Jesus, come on, dude. Yeah, and so from a lot of the descriptions in the articles, it appears that the the flooring of the basement was carpet possibly because they kept referring to there being like like blood-stained carpet and like carpet liner. Yeah. And I'm like just pull up the carpet, psycho. Like, yes. lots of basements don't have carpet. That would be your best bet, would be to be like, what carpet? It's never had carpet. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Although, <laughs> they'll pull up, like, the realty website and show, like, yeah, I mean, all, about, all pictures of these pictures. Yeah, of this basement. <laughs> all right. <laughs> right. So, it's also, outside, it's, like, 30 degrees Fahrenheit at the time this happens, which is super cold. It had actually been snowing, if you remember the day before. Mm-hmm. So it's super suspicious that he has a window open because oh, no. he's trying to like air it out and cool off the stuff. Oh, jeez. And then he has a fan blowing onto the big red stain. 
Also, my favorite part is that he's still the stain is still there, and he's all like, "This is good enough. I'm gonna try to dry it now." I'm like, "No, <laughs> what yeah. are you doing?" Right, like that's not how that works, man. No, you're not done, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you got to get it out before you dry it. Just, but honestly, like having a bunch of like fans and windows open, it's just huge red flags. It is. I feel like what happened is, is the reason why he probably turned that fan on with the window open is because he did combine the, the chemicals and was like, oh, no, I fucked up. I have a second fuck up. Life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's been a second fuck up. <laughs> All right. Well, not second. There's like, we're at fuck up number like 205 at this point. Yeah, for real. All right. Now, inside the murder ba- basement, yes, we have another murder basement. They also found damaged drywall and human hair now i just want to say that i'm happy we don't have a basement because i feel like the reason why people are afraid of basements is because of all the murders yeah for real like it seems like most basements turn into a murder basement at one time or another for reals like we have had multiple murder basements at this point and the podcast is like 11 episodes old at this point i know and we're like just chock full of murder basements yeah that's that's really crazy like Y'all, y'all yeah. people with the basements got to stop killing people. Yeah, I was like, y'all got to stop murdering people in these basements. Yeah, for real. It's giving basements a bad reputation. It really is. All right. Now, police did go test that huge red stain, and surprise! It was her blood. It was blood, yeah. And they actually got DNA from her parents to prove that it was her blood. Because at this point, they did not have a body yet, and they were like, oh, no, maybe we won't find it. So they wanted to make sure that they could prove that it was her. Right. So at this point, the police have figured out with all this lost blood, the obvious violence, the big fat liar, (laughs) they're like, she's dead. So we need to figure out how to like proceed from here. All right. Right. So they, they also, I want to say, go to the garage just in case you weren't sure what's going on. They go to the garage. They find his GMC Canyon pickup truck. Also has a covered bed, by the way. Okay. It also has been cleaned with bleach. And there's another <laughs> window that's airing out that area. So, like, at this at this point, we have, like, a, a little pattern. Like, it's, like, clearly obvious. Like, he's like, all right, so I murder her here. I move her to the car. I put her in the back of the, tr- the, the truck. I drive her in the covered bed out to the disposal site like it's clearly obvious like the chain of events that has happened like at this point i feel like they can just like follow the trail of bleach to the body i know right right like he might as well just have made them like a to-do list of what he did to murder her like what the fuck right just like, drawn out a map yeah. and put it in the trash with his confession. It's just colossally like bad, just a bad job that he's doing here. Like mm. I know that I sounds like I'm like that I'm like wanting him to do better somehow, but it's not that I want him to murder her and do a good job at it. It's just that like there's just something about someone doing a shitty job <laughs> that just stands out to me. Like I don't know what it is. I'm just like you dumbass. Yeah, I know. Like right? do like at least try to do your crimes. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's like. If you're going to do a crime, you got to go hard, right? I mean, I guess don't do the crimes. But I'm just saying that, like, he's just making such bad choices here that I just don't even know. Like, how did he even get... Just don't... Just get a divorce. (laughs) You're not able to do this. How is this easier than the divorce? Like, at this point, like, I feel like getting a giant blood stain out. He had to dispose of a whole body. Like, also, that's also not cool that he did that. But still, like, that's hard. Like, you could just get... She could just walk herself out of the house when you get in the divorce. Like, I don't know why. 
that's like the always, body cleans itself up exactly and then it goes on and no one go, you don't have to go to jail like everything's fine like because you yeah. didn't kill anyone it seems like it would be a lot less stressful to get divorced than to murder somebody i know somebody. right like i just want to say if anybody takes anything from this podcast it's like don't murder people to get out of relationships you can just break up like it's okay like no one people might be sad at first they might be like no work it out for the whatever no just leave it's fine people will get over it yeah, they won't People get over the murder. People forget about that shit. They will not get over the murder for sure. Nope. And you are definitely going to jail, especially if you do any of this shit. <laughs> yes. yes. Straight to jail. Okay. So now as soon as police saw the house, of course, they went and arrested Bo on suspicion of murder because he's a dumbass, <laughs> which makes sense considering that they have all this evidence at this point. And they were already trying to, ch- to charge him with tampering with evidence at this point because like they know for fucking sure that he tampered with a whole bunch of evidence for obvious tampering-related reasons. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, I just want to say that I feel like this is the worst cleanup job that I've ever heard of, and we're going to move on from it because I know I've been, like, hammering home how ridiculous it is. Yeah, but it's just so funny because you're right. (laughs) It it really is. is. It's the worst job. I understand now, like, why he was keeping the police out, but, like, I just don't get how... How did he not prepare better for this? Like, you know that people are going to know she's gone. Did he think he would have longer until people noticed her missing i feel like this is also a testament to how awesome jennifer must have been as a person that people notice her like immediately like people would definitely like please don't murder me but like i would be if you did murder me like people would not notice for a few days (laughs) i don't think that's true i think people depending on when you when you murder me they might might go a whole week before people were like where's danielle no way i don't think is she dead (laughs) look I don't know about that. My ghost would for sure haunt the hell out of you, though. Like, yeah. that's the first thing that I'm doing as a ghost is, like, haunting people. I'm, like, I'm serious. I'm totally being a ghost. Yeah. You're already prepared. I'm not going into the light. Yeah. I am staying firmly in this plane. I'm going to just be the worst. <laughs> I'm going to make footsteps. Danielle's like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Just try to make me go into that light. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right, don't you try to bring that sage out here. <laughs> don't you try to sage me. I am here forever. Danielle's like it, like so a, I get bored. Yeah, she's like the antibiotic resistant bacteria. You know, she's like sage proof ghost. Right? Yeah, she's like like regu- that's regular that's why sage I, like, doesn't work on me. Expose myself to sage regularly, so when I'm a ghost, that I will be unable to be penetrated by sage. Yeah, exactly. All right, so the police at this point they have him in custody, but. They do not have Jennifer's body still. So they are looking everywhere for this body, including waterways and like wooded areas close to her home. And so they're just searching all over the place, hoping they can find Jennifer's body. Because it is hard to do like no body cases, you know? Yeah. Like even though they have all this evidence, it still might be hard for them to get a conviction for murder because he could lie his little ass off at at trial and be like, she fell down the stairs and I panicked. And like there might be reasonable doubt if someone's stupid. Okay, yeah, no sure. offense to those stupid people that would believe it, but still. Yeah. Okay, so the next day, and this is like just two days after um, the he reported her missing, they actually upgraded his charges and went ahead, because at first he had the tampering with evidence. Now they went ahead and just went full hard for second degree murder and then the tampering with the evidence and also abandonment of a corpse. And also, apparently based on Missouri law, they might could have also charged him with the death of the fetus, but apparently they did decide not to do that. Huh. Okay. Okay. Now, authorities believe that Bo killed Jennifer on the night of November 11th, the same night he bought the cleaning supplies. Now, they continued looking for her for quite a long time because it wasn't until Monday, November 18th, which is like a week after yeah. she, he originally killed her. Wow. Bo finally told police where to find her body. But, like, he doesn't know the exact spot because it's like 
off the road in a wooded area. So the police spent six hours searching along US-61 near Troy, Missouri, before they located Jennifer's body in a wooded area that's about 20 yards from the side of the road. And she was found near something called Cuyaver River State Park. And she was naked and partially covered in branches and other foliage. Huh. I, I feel like if you're the cops and you had to spend like six hours looking for this corpse in like the freezing cold because this guy's uh-huh. a dumbass. Like, I feel like I'd be extra annoyed. Yeah. I also have to say, like, why is she naked? Like, I feel like that's something that I need answered. Yeah. Because, like, she's your wife. Like, was he trying to make it look like a sex crime? Was that his plan? Is that if anyone ever found her that they would think it was a sex crime? Like, I just don't understand why she was naked. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, what purpose is, it's does that because serve? Because of, he's a piece of crap, that's why. Yeah. Okay, and I also want to point out that her body was about 45 miles away from her home, and they don't know why he took her there. Like, they, no one could figure out a reason. Maybe just he wanted to dump her body somewhere, and he just picked there. Yeah. All right. Now, when the court authorities recovered Jennifer's body, they found that she had blunt force trauma to her head. Okay, so that's probably how she died. Yep. And... Mm-hmm. At that point, they held Bell, like they held Bo without Bell, while he was awaiting his trial, and he stayed like this until September 2020. And at that point, he was officially indicted on charges of first-degree murder, tampering with evidence, and abandonment of a corpse. Good. And I want to point out that they changed it from second-degree murder to first-degree murder when Good. they when they indicted him. And I think that's because you can tell there's some level of planning because of the gift card cash situation. Yep. And I think it's just a matter of, like, how much planning. Because I feel like part of me wants to think that maybe the police at first were like, there's no way he planned this because he did such a shitty job cleaning it up. Yeah. But there's definitely evidence that there was some planning. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that she was looking up information about what to do if your husband is upset that you're pregnant, I feel like that is a humongous red flag that he was doing something that was making her feel, uh, like, nervous around him. Like, like, like he was unhappy with the situation. Yeah. And definitely. that's partly what makes me think that he freaking planned it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it sounds like, it seems like he planned it. He just did a really crappy job of executing his plan. For reals. Yeah. And, like, also, I want to point out that this case has kind of stretched out a little longer than it might have just because of COVID. Because yeah. his original, like, hearing and stuff was set for April of COVID year, which is this year, 2020. So... Some of this stuff kind of happened later than it might have otherwise. Yeah. And after his charges got changed, he also got a a new bond. So now he's on a $500,000 cash bond as of like September 2020. I don't know if anyone's posted it because I did try to find an update and they did not have any. Hopefully nobody will pay that. Yeah. And technically this case has not gone to trial yet, but obviously police are confident in their case against Bo. Um, I think I'm confident in their case against Bo. I feel like they really knocked it out of the park here. Yeah. I mean, if this is not an airtight case, I don't know what is. Yeah, I know. I like, I can't even make fun of the police officers. He literally told them where to find the body. Like, I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I feel like you couldn't have more evidence. I know. Points to them for like waiting for that trash can. Like, yeah. not taking no for an answer. We're going to wait for this trash. Bump. Yeah. I mean, there's literally, there's a literal mountain of physical evidence against this guy you know i remember the trash debacle like this part just gets me aaron and i feel like you can't understand it because you don't watch as much true crime as i do i know you watch a lot but not as much as me and like there's even this one case with this total asshole monster dude i forget what all he did but he killed this lady at least they were trying to get his dna and he knew it because they had like asked or whatever and he said no and he literally threw away like he bagged up every single piece of trash he had from everywhere like literally he'd be having like to-go coffee 
And then after he finished the cup, he'd put it in a Ziploc bag and then just take it with himself to like burn it or something to keep the cops from getting it. And I'm like, that's the kind of level of dedication I want to see from my criminals, you know? Like, definitely they caught him and awesome, you've got to catch them. But like, at the same time, don't just like leave your, your shit everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel like you should, I feel like it's like, there should be a higher bar. <laughs> yeah. And then also it. fewer crimes. You see what I'm saying? Like, it works out. It does. Just yeah. don't commit crimes. But also, yeah, if you're going don't. to, like, try harder. Yeah. Just because it's, like, it's insulting to the rest of us when you're not trying. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Even though that's probably the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so we will keep you updated um, when this case eventually goes to trial. Um, I'm sure that you have figured out what's going to probably happen, but we never know. I mean, th- crazy things happen out there. That is true. All right. So that's the story of Jennifer Rothwell's murder. And I do think it's really sad. And I just wanted to promote her memory because I just don't think, I think she gets overlooked, even though her story is like the exact same story as like half these other ladies that got murdered when they were pregnant by their crazy boyfriend slash husband. And also I really just wanted to make fun of Bo because he's so bad at being a criminal. Yeah. So bad. Just like the worst freaking criminal. Yeah, he is. And it's really sad that this happened to this poor woman. It's like all she really did wrong was marry this dumbass. And also, too, like when you look at them together, like she was so much better than him. Like she literally was just like with him anyway, even though she was clearly like a star and he was just like there. And then she still loved him and was having his children and stuff or his one baby. And then he went and murdered her anyway. Like how do these pieces of shit keep getting these other girlfriends? I don't know, but but, like it's just, just sad. It's just really sad. I know. I, they don't say a lot about the other girlfriend. I feel like she hid, like, way better than all the other mistresses and all these stories. Because yeah. the mistress always comes out and either was all like, I had no idea. Look how pretty I am. Or, or something similar to that. <laughs> or like, can I have a book deal? And this lady's oh like, nope. Yeah, she's like, I wouldn't hear <laughs> like, that. that. She's like, me. what? What? He was dating someone. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, let me just delete these photos. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That was, a, that was a, how I imagined a reenactment. Yeah. Of her silently deleting the photos of, like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, for real. I feel like, can, what would you do if you were dating someone and they murdered their, like, spouse that you didn't really know about? I would firstly regret all of my life choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I would try to get out of Dodge, hide, change my name. Like, yeah. I would, I would like, just, I would try to restart my life over because clearly I'd made so many sad life choices yeah. that I just needed to, like, totally start going. For real. I would, like, hard <laughs> help the police, though. Yeah, I would a, be, like, all over that shit. Like, I'm not going down for that. Can y'all keep my name out of this, though? Like, for real? <laughs> I gotta delete these photos. Like, please do not put this on the cover of anything. Yeah, really. I do not need a book deal. I know, right? I do not want to be associated with this at all. Yeah, for real. All right. That's definitely where I would be with that. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's a great plan. It's terrible. And then also, like, I, it does confuse me the people that try to stand by them for, like, any length of time. Yeah. I feel like any time you're having an affair and your your boyfriend's wife gets murdered when she's pregnant, it's a red flag. Yeah. Like, I'd immediately be like, hey, it's him over here. He's right here. Come get him. You know what I mean? I'd be yes. like, it wasn't me. I didn't have nothing to do with it. It's just all, all this guy. For reals. Right here. For reals. All right, people. We are going to wrap this up, mostly because I hear my cat actively trying to knock down the Christmas tree that I finally put up. <laughs> um, so we're going to go stop that. And um, thank you for listening. If you like us, please like the podcast. Subscribe to us. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It would be super amazing. And then we're also, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pod. And we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.